I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Fun show today. Sometimes the show's a little serious. Today's a little more fun. We're going to talk about home remedies that really works. Now, got to give you a disclaimer. No matter what you've heard or how badly you want relief, talk to your doctor or your pharmacist before trying any of these home remedies. Uh, this is even more important if you're taking prescription or over-the-counter medications because some can affect how the drugs work. Now, keep in mind that many don't have research to back them up, so I've got to put my disclaimer in there. So let's start talking about some home remedies that actually work, and I know they do work, but I've got to put my disclaimer in. I want to talk first about peppermint. Now, peppermint is something, you can grow this in your backyard. It grows really easily. Um, it smells great, and you can grow it yourself, and you can dry it out, make your own teas if you want to. Now, I know that might be a little extreme for some folks, uh, but peppermint has been used for hundreds of years as a health remedy. Peppermint oil can might also help irritable bowel syndrome. Now, this is a long-term condition that can cause cramping, bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation, and it can be good for headaches as well. So a little trick you might want to try with the peppermint is if you take peppermint oil and rub it on the back of your head or smell it, do both actually, and that might help your headaches. But the peppermint is kind of fun to grow because it grows like a weed. So one of the things you got to be careful with with peppermint is once you put it in your garden, it can start to take over. So just be careful with that. I have peppermint in my backyard. Um, I use it for teas. In the summer, you can use it in iced tea if you want to. Uh, you can dry it out, use it as hot tea. It's just kind of fun. And here's another little thing you can do with it. Put it around your house. And if you just lay uh, peppermint leaves around your house, because again, it grows like crazy, it just has a nice smell to it. Because if you've heard my shows before, you know I'm not a big fan of the artificial air fresheners. Because those artificial air fresheners control, can contain chemicals that can affect your estrogen levels. It can actually affect your hormones. So artificial smells, not a big fan. Peppermint, just a little thing you might want to try. Honey, now, there's an argument among certain folks. Uh, if you're vegan, should you eat honey? Because honey really is an animal product. Uh, you're taking it from the bees. The bees produce more, on and on. Eh, that's an ethical question. You can decide that. But honey as a natural sweetener might work just as well as a cough syrup. And this is interesting. Uh, it could be especially helpful for children who aren't old enough to take uh, over-the-counter medicines, but you don't want to give it to an infant or a toddler younger than one. There's a small risk of a rare but serious kind of food poisoning that can be dangerous to them. And so you never want to give honey to children under the age of one. If you don't know that, don't ever do it. Now, you can use it as a cough syrup, and it does seem to help because honey, interestingly enough, is antibiotic, antiviral, and antifungal. So that's kind of cool. Honey, trivia question, you'll, you'll win this in a trivia game one day. Honey is the only food that doesn't go bad. In fact, they found honey in the pyramids, and it was still perfectly edible. So honey never goes bad. It's antibiotic, antiviral, antifungal. Uh, of course, it's sweet. So be careful. You don't want to use a ton of honey because it still contains sugars. And if you've listened to my shows in the past, sugar, not good. So a little bit of honey, a teaspoon or so is not bad. A little trick you can do, um, I may talk about this later, is ginger tea. Uh, you take some ginger. I do this a lot. Um, take ginger, organic ginger, peel it a little bit, throw it in a food processor, cover it about one half with lemon juice, organic lemon juice, and puree it. Really puree the heck out of it because ginger can be stringy. And what's left is a, is, is a slurry. Pour that in some ice cube trays and then make ginger ice cubes. And then make tea every morning. Now, I use tea. I have ginger tea every, every morning in the winter, uh, and I use stevia to sweeten it with. But you can try honey as well. 
because it does have some medicinal benefits. Here's the thing with honey. Make sure it's local and organic because many times other countries will grow honey, grow honey, they'll feed the bees high fructose corn syrup. So the bees are taking the high fructose corn syrup, putting their mouth, mixing it up with spit. Basically, it's, I call it bee vomit. They spit it out, and that's what the honey is. There are some countries we don't do business with. And so what will happen is uh, those countries will sell it to a country we do do business with. They'll relabel it and send it to us. So try to get local honey if you can. The honey should be dark. It should be cloudy. And if it's not cloudy, it's been filtered. And you don't want the filtered honey. Fun fact. If it's grown in a country or produced in a country we don't do business with, they'll filter out all the pollen. And the reason they filter out all the pollen is because the pollen has uh, DNA in it. We can tra trace back what country it came from. So by filtering out the pollen, we can't figure out where it came from. So again, if honey is really pure and clear looking, not a good idea. You want it cloudy and chunky. Um, and that's going to be the best. I want to talk about something called turmeric. Turmeric, some small studies have shown it can help arthritis and skin rashes that happen after radiation treatment for cancer. Now, if you try it, uh, don't overdo it. If you overdo it, high doses can cause digestive problems. But turmeric has a co component called curcumin. Curcumin is anti-inflammatory, and it works wonders. It can also um, help with any type of inflammation because all diseases known to man have an inflammatory component. So whether it's neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, which could be bones out of place causing inflammation, it could be cancer, it could be irritable bowel syndrome, it could be uh, Alzheimer's. All diseases known to man have an inflammatory component. So if you start taking turmeric, it can help with inflammation. Now, you can sprinkle it on your food if you want to. It also can come in a, in a pill. Uh, turmeric has a pretty strong flavor to it. And in fact, it's why mustard is yellow. Fun fact, they use turmeric in there. Uh, you can take mustard if you want to, but it's going to have to take an awful lot to get any medicinal dose of it. But turmeric is great. Uh, you can mix it in. Some folks mix it in with Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. Uh, if it's the first time you're listening to a show, those are, those are two of the many supplements I've created over my career. And Super Greens and Essential Source are the minimum amount of nutrients you should be taking every day. So if you're not taking supplements, I think at least start with Super Greens and Essential Source. And then as we go through, I may recommend some other supplements as well. But it, it tastes great. There are two powders. I mix it up with coconut milk or almond milk. I drink it every day. Some folks will add a little turmeric to it. It's going to change the flavor. So you might want to try to Super Greens and Essential Source without the turmeric, add a little bit to it, see if you like it or not. Okay, if not, you can get it in a pill form. Uh, it grows. <laughs> Strangely enough, I have it growing in my, in my garden because uh, I used to get compost from this health food store and just dump it in my garden. And there was some turmeric, I guess, in there. And now in my garden, I have these big, tall uh, leaves, these beautiful leaves, and they have beautiful flowers on them. And uh, I didn't know what it was, so I pulled one of them out, and sure enough, it was turmeric. And it grows, it grows underground, kind of like ginger. So if you're really uh, energetic, take some organic turmeric, just plant it. It'll probably grow, and it'll just grow like crazy everywhere. And it's easy. You can just grind it up and put it in your food as well. It doesn't have to be powdered. You can use the fresh if you want to, too. Talked about ginger earlier. Let me go back to that. Ginger's been used for thousands of years, especially in Asian medicine, to treat things like, treat things like stomach aches, diarrhea, nausea. Some studies show that it works for nausea and vomiting. Now, I get seasick. I've tried this. Didn't work. Okay, once I, once I start getting nauseous, it, it just continues on. But the ginger helps a lot of folks with nausea and vomiting, and it's also safe um, if, if you have a, a disease going on to cause the nausea and vomiting, let's say cancer treatment or something like that. Now, there's some evidence that it can help colds as well. Now, some people, if you get uh, uh, tummy trouble, heartburn, diarrhea, gas because of it, it may affect how some of the medications work as well. So just be careful. 
And whenever you take a medication, you always want to read that little uh, 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 packet of information that's in there. And my friend Clark Howard always calls it mice type, you know, like a mouse type that it's so small. And read those side effects and read those interactions. And you can always look up, if you're taking a, a, an herb, look it up online, we have that process now, to see if it's going to interact with your drug. Here's my political statement on that. Some people won't take supplements because it interacts with their drugs. My thought is if we can get you well enough that you don't need the drugs, then we're okay. So that's just my philosophical standpoint is I want to get to the cause of your healthcare problems, not just treat the symptoms. So always talk to your doctor. Better yet, I'm going to say talk to your pharmacist. I have a lot of friends that are doctors. And many times they'll come to me and ask questions. Hey, Dr. Joe, what would you do for this? What would you do for that? Uh, because that's not something they're trained in. They're not trained in nutrition. And that's okay. It's not really their job. I wish it was, but it's not their job. Their job is drugs and surgery, which they're very good at. I'm not good at that. That's why I refer to them. So when it comes to natural remedies, a lot of doctors and, and uh, even hospitals will call me up and say, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? But you could always look it up. In fact, I was a guest on a show uh, not long ago, and we were talking about supplements and what's a good supplement. And I said, well, my line of supplements, of course, I'm, I've vetted them all, so I know they're good. They're on my website, drjoe.com. And so we started saying, how do you know if it's a good supplement or not? I said, well, check with an expert, because there's no way that you're going to know what I know after 35 years of research. But that's why I'm here. And if you have questions, by the way, you can always send them to me through the website, drjoe.com. I'm more than happy to answer your questions for you as well. So uh, when it comes to herbs, sometimes they do interact with drugs. But my approach would be, what can we do to get you off the drugs? I don't, I'm not saying stop taking your drugs. Let's see what we can do. Now, let's talk about some romance and some food. It turns out that romance can actually help ease the pain when you have certain kinds of headaches, especially migraines. I'm keeping it clean because it's a family show. It's also been shown to help improve heart health, it eases stress, and it boosts mental alertness. So romance can be something that's very, very beneficial, but here's the ironic part. If you're sick, if you have a headache, if you're in pain, what's the last thing you want to think about? Romance. So this is where chiropractic care and good diet steps in. Because with chiropractic care, if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, any type of pain, chances are it's a bone out of place pinching a nerve. It could be other things, but it's usually a bone out of place pinching a nerve. And chiropractically, we can put the bones back in place. That helps with the pain. And then you get on a good diet. You take things like Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source. You eat more of a plant-based diet. You start staying away from what we call the seven deadly sins, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. Like I said, I was just a guest on another show. And the host went... But that's my whole diet. Alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. I understand that. We want to see if we can get you off that, of course. So eating a good diet, getting chiropractic care, taking supplements many times solves the problem so that then you can go to the next step. Romance can be involved in your treatment plan and you'll get even better results. But romance releases endorphins. Now endorphins are painkillers that are 16 times more powerful than morphine. So it's very, very good for easing pain. However, you've got to get to that point, and that's where maybe we can help. So today we're talking about uh, natural remedies that actually work, home remedies that actually work. And so we've got a lot to cover today, so there's a lot, lot, lot to uh, uh, continue. If you miss a lot of this show, even a portion of the show, go to my website, drjoe.com. We archive over, a th we have over 1,000 shows there, audio and video. So some people are uh, listeners, some people are viewers. Whatever, however you learn, the shows are on the website, drjoe.com. Well over 1,000 hours of podcasts there. Uh, tune in, listen to them anytime you want. Uh, a lot of good information. So I have to say that periodically because some people can't watch the whole show or listen to the whole show. 
And so they say, oh, oh, Dr. Joe, so much you were talking about, but I had to go to a meeting. It's okay. It's on the website, drjoe.com. All right, let's continue on with some other things that seem to work real well, uh, home remedies. You've probably heard about green tea. Now, this can help protect your cells from damage. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun drink. It tastes fine. But it does more than keep you awake. It does have some caffeine, so be careful. If you can't do caffeine, you don't want to do green tea. It's a great source of powerful antioxidants that can prevent your cells from getting damaged and help you fight disease. It may even lower your odds of having heart disease and even certain kinds of cancer like skin cancer, breast cancer, lung cancer, and colon cancer. So green tea is cool. Whenever it comes to anything, try to do organic, okay? Uh, green tea, again, has some caffeine. You can do decaffeinated, but if it's not organic, they might be using chemicals to decaffeinate the tea. Organic, we can't use chemicals, things like formaldehyde, turpentine. I, don't, I guess it's a cheap way to do it. But there are natural ways to decaffeinate products. But green tea might be something you could add to your diet. You're probably not going to drink one cup and see a difference. It's something you have to drink on a regular basis. But if you like tea and like a little bit of caffeine, uh, green tea might be fine. I personally get headaches if I do caffeine, so I don't want to do caffeines. So I do other types of teas, things like peppermint tea, for example. Uh, slippery elm. I think we talked about that last week. Slippery elm tea is very good for soothing your mucous membranes. So people have acid reflux or heartburn. We, as chiropractors, my team of doctors anyway, we can adjust the stomach or pull it down away from the diaphragm, which does wonders in most cases for acid reflux and heartburn. But in the meantime, I may get somebody taking uh, some slippery elm tea to just soothe everything. Very good for sore throats. Okay, my business, I deal with a lot of people that speak for a living. And so they always come to me and say, Dr. Joe, let's scratch your throat. What should I do? I recommend um, the, uh, the, 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 the it's, it's called Throat Coat is one of the brand names you could use, but it's Slippery Elm Tea. And it's very soothing to the body as well, which is kind of nice. People with irritable bowel syndrome, Slippery Elm Tea works well too. You can buy it in a powder. Um, that's how I buy it. I buy it in a powder. I use about a half a teaspoon or a teaspoon if I'm going to be doing a lot of shows, radio shows, lectures, uh, because it helps soothe the throat. And I put it in with my ginger tea. Oh, well, there you go. It's funny, I, I think I told this story before, but uh, one of my coworkers, Monica, she called me up one day and she said, listen, I've got, what can I do? I've got a scratchy throat. And I said, get some ginger tea, put some uh, slippery elm in there. And she called me up a couple hours later. She goes, oh my God, it, it, it was slimy like snot. And I said, I know, it does get a little thick, but that's what coats the throat. So then she was okay with it, it's fine. Um, and then of course, chiropractic care is a big player in all of this because the nervous system controls everything. So we can be giving you herbs or we can give you medication or supplements, but until you get to the cause of the problem, they may not be giving you all the benefits. So for example, if you have neck pain or back pain, if you've ever been in a car accident ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged 100% of the time. So if you've been damaged in a car, if the car was damaged, you need to come see us right away. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. But if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, acid reflux, if you're serious about wanting to get well, I can't tell you how many patients come to our offices and say, Dr. Joe, I want you to check me out to see if I have any problems. I love that. So if you want to make an appointment, go to our website, drjoe.com, D-R-J-O-E.com, and we can set you up a time as soon as possible. You can do it online. You can call us. We accept most insurances. We want to be your doctors. We want to help you get well and stay well. Again, the website, drjoe.com. So I want to continue talking about home remedies that really work. Garlic. Now, my grandmother lived to, I, we think she was 96 or 98. She doesn't remember when she was born because she was born in Italy in a, in a small town. No records were kept. And she ate garlic every single day. And it was just amazing how she survived and thrived. Some studies have shown that people who eat more garlic are less likely to get certain types of cancer. However, garlic supplements don't seem to have the same effect. 
So if you're gonna do garlic, it's gotta be the real stuff. Also, it can lower cholesterol, it can help lower blood pressure, um, which is kind of cool. Also, if, it, if it's used, uh, make sure you take it, and if you start getting sick from it, you might wanna cut back. I have a supplement called Dr. Joe's Seasonal Tonic, and in that, it's ginger, horseradish, cayenne pepper, onion, and garlic, and we puree that in an apple cider vinegar. So that's an amazing supplement if I start feeling under the weather. I take it, scratchy throat, runny nose, if I start feeling like I might start getting sick, because some of the herbs in there are antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal, and it really works wonders. So that's one of the things that I like having. That's on the website too, drjoe.com. And the supplements I have on my website are things that I've put together over the years that most people need. I've studied biochemistry, neurophysiology, chiropractics, uh, orthopedics. Um, and so through this process, I realize certain supplements most people need. So if you come to our office, we'll customize a plan for you if you need something special. But generally speaking, super greens an essential source always. Somebody just asked me, what do I take? I take vitamin D, vitamin D3 every day in the winter. That's on the website too, drjoe.com. Uh, nitric oxide increases circulation. B-complex. B-complex is necessary for normal nerve function. Uh, that's on the website. If I eat a cooked meal, I take Dr. Joe's digestive enzymes because as you get older, your enzyme levels drop, and that's what we call aging. Enzyme levels drop. The body doesn't heal as quickly. Taking digestive enzymes can do wonders for that. And all those supplements are on the website, drjoe.com. Let's talk about the neti pot. People ask me about this all the time. What you do is you put salt in warm water, it's a mixture, and you put it in something that looks like a little tiny teapot. It's kind of cute, actually. Then you pour it up one nostril, and you let it drain out the other. Now, the first time you do this, it's going to be a little weird, because it's kind of an odd feeling. You've never had water flowing through your sinuses. But you practice a little bit, and once you get the hang of it, it can ease things like allergies, cold symptoms. Uh, it can even help get rid of a cold quicker, because it flushes out a lot of the infection. Just be sure you use filtered water and keep your neti pot clean. I've had a patient one time, she used plain old tap water. She didn't feel good afterwards. She called me up, Dr. Joe, it didn't work. What's going on? What kind of water did you use? Tap water. No, make sure it's filtered. You wanna get the chlorine and the fluorine, these other chemicals out, because that can really irritate your sinuses. So the neti pot's kind of cool, and I've been talking about this for 30 some odd years, and now you're seeing commercials for it, and I don't even know if this one works, <clears throat> excuse me, but you put it up your sinuses and it kind of flushes it out for you. Whether it works or not, I don't know, but I like the concept. Don't use it too much because you can wipe out some of the good bacteria in your sinuses, uh, kind of like enemas. People ask me about enemas. Uh, an enema is okay, but if you do it too often, you can wipe out some of the good bacteria in your colon. So you have bacteria all over your body. You don't want to destroy them. That's why probiotics are so important. That's another home remedy that works real well. Uh, on the website, uh, we have Dr. Joe's probiotics. Might be something you might want to consider, especially if you've been exposed to antibiotics. Cinnamon. I love cinnamon. Love the flavor of it. Most people have only been exposed to cinnamon uh, like in a cinnamon bun. You're walking through the mall and you smell it. Ooh, it's so good. So cinnamon, yeah, it has a nice flavor to it, but it's amazing. It comes from the bark of a tree, by the way, in case you're wondering where it comes from. If you ever saw a cinnamon stick, that's what it is. That's peeled bark off a tree and it just dries out. But the powdered cinnamon can help control blood sugar. And for people who are pre-diabetic or diabetic, it can help stabilize the blood sugar. If you plan to try cinnamon extracts, be careful, because when they're concentrated, that can be bad for your liver in large doses. Use pure powdered cinnamon. Try to get organic, of course, if you can, because organic is always the best. Uh, I mix it in with my super greens and my essential source sometimes. So that's kind of cool. So super greens and essential source, add a little cinnamon to it, stabilizes the blood sugar. What does that mean? 
If you're type 2 diabetic, or type 1 actually, either one, you have too much sugar in your blood. Sugar is an acid. Sugar can eat away at your blood vessels. So the body tries to neutralize that sugar or acids, and it can use calcium to neutralize the acids. So now you're starting to deplete your body with calcium. By taking cinnamon, it releases a slow amount of sugar and stabilizes the blood sugar. So if you're one of these people that crashes, 10 o'clock, you crash, you have to have coffee, then you have lunch, 3 o'clock, you crash, you have to have coffee, try adding some cinnamon to your super greens and essential source, teaspoon, half a teaspoon. And that can help stabilize the blood sugar so you don't have those highs and lows. So a lot of people, when I tell them that trick, start doing it, and they go, oh my gosh, Dr. Joe, the super greens and essential source were amazing. This is even more amazing when I add the cinnamon to it. I don't add the cinnamon directly to the product because some people don't like cinnamon. And so I don't want to have people walk away from it. Uh, the super greens can be a little uh, earthy tasting. It's not bad. So we have a mint flavored super greens as well. We add coconut, powdered coconut milk and mint to it to kind of soften it a little bit. Uh, I personally, I, I like it, but I like the, the, what we call with rice protein. I like that one better. And all that's on the website, drjoe.com. So we're talking today about natural remedies that really work. This is one my grandmother taught me. And now we understand that there's reasoning behind what she was telling us, a hot bath. So it's good for all kinds of things. It can affect your muscles, your bones, uh, your tendons. Uh, tendons are tissues that connect your muscles to your bones. Uh, if you have things like arthritis, back pain, uh, joint pain, uh, warm water can help increase the blood circulation to those areas. And so generally stretching and working those areas while you're in the tub is even better. Uh, but don't make it too hot, especially if you have a skin condition. The ideal temperature is around 92, maybe, a, maybe 95 degrees. You might be able to go to 100 degrees uh, then it starts getting a little too hot. So you don't want to boil yourself. Now, if you have a cold or flu, especially with the flu, what happens? How do you know the difference between cold and flu? What's the one thing that determines the difference? A fever, an achiness. So what happens is your body raises your body temperature to start killing off the viruses because viruses don't do well at around 100, 102, 103 degrees. So if you have a cold or flu, taking a hot bath can essentially create a fake fever, an artificial fever. And so by raising your body temperature, it can help the body fight off the disease. It also increases circulation, and through circulation, you're flushing uh, uh, the blood into an area with white blood cells to help fight off infections and disease. Now, if you have a recent injury, okay, I'm out in my backyard, I'm working in my garden, I hurt my low back, do not take a hot bath. Do not put heat on it because heat's gonna increase the circulation, which will increase the inflammation, which will actually make the problem substantially worse. And about twice a week in our offices, uh, we're chiropractic offices, patients come in, I can't move, I can't move, I can't move. Almost 100% of the time, did you put heat on this? Yes. So it was bad, they put heat on it, and now they can't even get out of the chair. Sometimes you have to carry them out of the parking lot. So we wanna keep ice on a original injury. I think I might cover this a little later too, if I have time. Ice is going to decrease the inflammation. Heat's going to increase the inflammation. Now, if it's an old injury, heat can actually help it. But you got to experiment a little bit. You took a hot bath and you felt worse. It's probably not something you want to keep doing. Make sense? And it's the thing that a lot of these things work for some people, not for others. But the nice part is they're all pretty benign. That's, unless you overdo it really bad, you could probably be, you're going to be fine with these, these recommendations we'll give you. Eliminate 90% of heart disease and other diseases. Wouldn't that be interesting to you? There's a group called the Interheart Study, and it showed that for men and women, old and young, in all areas of the world, if they potentially, if they just modified their diets, started exercising and quit smoking, 
they would be amazed at the results. It accounted for uh, those three things, diet, exercise, and smoking, account for greater than 90% of, of proportion of the risk of having a heart disease. And this has been confirmed by many other studies too, which is kind of cool. Same with diabetes. 91% of the cases could be contributed to bad habits and behaviors. And so the same healthy lifestyle, which includes not smoking, eating a plant-based diet, exercising, maintaining good weight, chiropractic care, these might all reduce the risk of multiple chronic diseases, not just heart disease. But diabetes can be reduced up to 80%. 80% of strokes are avoidable with a similar lifestyle changes. One of the greatest things about this study is the Harvard uh, professionals followed up and looked at the effects of lifestyle changes on people already on medications, even those on cholesterol and blood pressure medications, and they found amazing results. Now, folks, I gotta go to break. When I come back, a lot more to cover. We're gonna be talking about the home remedies that actually work. Now, if you wanna make an appointment to come see us, we have chiropractic offices in uh, Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge in the Atlanta area. We would love to be your doctors. So stop suffering needlessly. So many people come to me and say, why didn't I do this sooner? Acid reflux, many times we can adjust or pull the stomach away from the diaphragm. We get you on a good diet. We start you out with things like Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source, uh, vitamin D in the winter, digestive enzymes if you're eating cooked food. It's not hard. It's easy when you learn how to get well and stay well. So if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you're ready to stop suffering, go to my website, drjoe.com. You can order the supplements right there. Make an appointment to come see us because naturally we want to get you well and keep you well. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito the website, drjoe.com. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB radio app.